We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We're happy to have you listening. This segment is brought to you by Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District, Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business, Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Quite a long list for this first segment. A lot of, a lot of sponsors, and we appreciate them. Many employees bring their problems to work, and a lot of times they can't help it. Sometimes employers and coworkers can sort of give some assistance, and other times they cannot. It would be helpful for employers and coworkers in Lincoln to know what some of these issues are. So we're going to ask two of our fellow Saturday show co-hosts on KLIN Radio to share some insight. Pastor Stu Kearns from Friendly Fire and Doug Fitzgerald from One Shot, One Life. Welcome to the studio, you guys. Thanks for coming. Good to be with you today. It's always be good to be here. Good yeah. to be here. Well, and as you guys know, Dave and I have had this business news show for a long time. We we tell who's opening, closing, and moving around, but we interview employers who come in and talk about these kinds of things. And really, I'll tell you what we've picked up is a lot of worry, you know, right now, especially they're worried about interest rates, yeah. um, stress, mm. the thing we hear over and over how hard it is to hire people. Um, and that's eating into their personal lives, you know, and taking their personal time. And then, then family emergencies eat into their personal lives, too, with right. il illness or cancer or things like that that go on. Yeah. It's just we're constantly hearing issues about employees. And, you know, and there's a lot of different facets that they, they worry about with their employees. So, I'm, Pastor Stu, I'm going to ask you a question. We realize, you know, you're a counselor. You have to watch some confidentiality issues. But... Generally speaking, what are some of the top issues you seem to be dealing with that you wish employers and coworkers could be aware of? Just things that are happening with with people. You know, uh, it's 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 almost everything that people are dealing with. When I think about the people in my congregation, again, we've got uh, uh, relationships are always huge. Whether it's dealing with children or dealing with uh, aging parents, uh, we, you know, I'm a part of that sandwich generation right now. Uh, that's you could do a class on that every Sunday and somebody would come to it every Sunday because they're worried about those kind of things. I think the other thing that I've noticed that's really come to the surface is mental health issues, mm. in particular anxiety and depression. And I have uh, become more conversational about my own experiences with anxiety and actually started an anxiety support group at the church. And, uh, and w once you start tapping into that, you realize it's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and especially uh, whatever those issues were uh, during COVID, they have grown exponentially. And so the kind of concerns that people have, and then you have real concerns that come into, yeah, interest rates are going up and inflation. My, my paycheck doesn't go as far. Uh, we do a food net ministry every week and uh, where we, uh, you know, stores donate food and then we just redistribute it. And, and it's a huge program all over the city. We just have one small piece of it, but uh, our numbers are way up. People are uh, people who you would never think of as, as needing assistance are coming through and getting a free box of food, and uh, and I can tell a lot of them are kind of like, well, I, I don't really feel like I, I want to do this, but but by golly, we need to do this, yeah. 
and uh, and so the we sometimes think of the poor in Lincoln as being you know a, a group that's pretty uh, small and stable, and no, it's growing, and and people's needs are growing. So that kind of uh, just even basic necessities kind of anxiety is there as well. So it's we're all over the map. Yeah. So you're seeing people who have who are reluctant to go there because they haven't had to do this in the past. Is that and what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. And they and in fact you can tell they kind of the first time they kind of feel like, I don't know, should I be here? And it's like you bet you should be here. This is uh one of the things about FoodNet is there there's no uh means testing. You just if you want if you're brave enough to come get it and you just get it. And uh, and then after, by the way, after the clients go through, all of us who work there, we go through and get a box full of food uh, and uh, and make that food. All that food, by the way, would have gone into the uh, the uh, landfill right? and, and did mm-hmm. years ago. But thanks to Frank Marsh and some other visionaries back in the uh, 80s, and uh, they uh, uh, now it gets redistributed and given away. Uh, each year, by the way, FoodNet probably, I think uh, stores probably donate between 2 and $3 million worth of food. Wow. And uh, and the overall administrative costs of FoodNet, because it's volunteer-based, is less than $5,000 a year. Excellent. Okay. And so, Doug, you're maybe more on the, would you describe it as the coaching Yeah, end? Yeah, I do some coaching, life coaching, and working Is there with some overlap there, or, or are you dealing more with employers, and is it maybe a different kind of problem, or, or do, do you see overlap here? Right. Well, I, and Stu, I appreciate what you do, because really seeing that from a spiritual standpoint of taking the whole person into account, and people are... A lot of times dealing with things, right? And when they're reluctant to, you know, when they know they need help and they're reluctant to get it, mm-hmm. um, that's when things kind of spiral down and out of control in people's lives. But um, one of the things that I'm passionate about is finances. And, you know, mm-hmm. people struggle with their money. And, you know, I think CNBC did a recent poll, we did a show a few weeks ago um, that said 58% of people are living paycheck to paycheck now. And the thing that really struck me about that is they've got this app now called Buy Now, Pay Later. And people are using this for groceries, for clothing, because inflation has gone through the roof. And that stress is probably one of the top stresses people have is how do I take care of my finances during a time like this? And so there's a struggle in that. And going back to the employer standpoint, I worked with a couple of uh, companies last year. And one of the interesting things that I found as I was working with them and helping them identify top priorities in their life was I asked them, you know, are you aware of all your employees and people working within different areas of your company, who, who they are, what they're doing, what their life is like outside of the, the workplace? And I was shocked they didn't. There were segments within their companies where they just didn't know people. And here's, here's, here's the, the, the issue with that is if you don't know what's going on in the people's lives outside of work, that's going to come and impact your, your, the workplace anyway. It's going to Ultimately. impact the culture. Ultimately, it And does. so it's important to get to know people and build relationships and um, encourage and find out what is happening outside, you know, so that you can, if nothing else, at least lend an ear and walk alongside them. Let's put a pin on that and take a break because that is exactly what I want to talk about. Um, so let's, let's hit that, some specific ideas of what we can do when we come back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. It's Crow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks for joining us on Grow Lincoln. This segment is brought to you by John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor, Evnan, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm, Realtors Association, Sarter, Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. If you just joined us, we're with some of our fellow KLIN show hosts today, Stu Kearns from Friendly Fire. He's on each Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And Doug Fitzgerald right before the Girl Lincoln show at 11 a.m. If you missed our previous segment, we're talking about some of the tough issues that employees in Lincoln are going through and possibly how some coworkers and bosses can bring some humanity into the workplace. Pastor Stu, you indicated that the top issues for you are um, anxiety and mental illness. And I wonder if there's a lot of employees out there that are actually medicated and employers don't even realize it. Oh, well, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, and I think we need to get past some of that stigma. A lot of the medications, again, uh, a good medication helps you be yourself. And, uh, and, and a lot of times people don't realize that to get on a good medication, uh, that they're going to have to do some tinkering. They're going to have to try and see, does this work for me and, and work with their, uh, whoever the doc is who's prescribing. Uh, but, if, but if it's working and it's working properly, it's going to help you feel more like yourself. Having said that, uh, if you talk to any uh, good uh, therapist, they're going to tell you that meds can do maybe 10 to 20% of what needs to be done, and 80 to 90% of it is uh, basically talk therapy. And you've got to work through things that are causing and creating the anxiety. And that steps a little bit more into my realm as a pastor. You know, I, uh, I, I'm not a physician. I don't know how to prescribe drugs. Uh, but I think people forget that what a good therapist does is they, they ask questions. They make you think about things in a fresh way. And uh, that's something that uh, we can all do, and we can do it for each other. We can be a good listener. We can ask insightful questions. Uh, we can make people think about things in a way that they haven't thought about them before. And that's basically what a good therapist does. Uh, they, you know, Sometimes there's a little bit of a parental voice there to give you permission to feel this way or that way. Uh, maybe we need that. Maybe we don't. But, uh, but a good friend or a good therapist We'll get to know you and know your situation, and we'll begin to ask you a question that perhaps you've never quite thought about and get your mind thinking about things in a new way. And uh, so I think that's especially for as, for as a pastor in the life of the church, by golly, we can do that for each other. Uh, we can listen, we can be good friends, and we can, and we can do that. And, you know, as a small business owner, I don't have a human resources department. I don't have a network of therapists to recommend or a diversity or inclusion officer or any of those people to help you with your anxieties. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, one idea would be, to, you know, to suggest a clergyman to your yeah. employee. You know, have you thought about a clergy? Because a lot of times it's free. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. 
Yeah. And, and again, I want to make it real clear to people. I'm not a therapist and I, that's not, uh, they have a, I put it this way. I've got a screwdriver and a hammer, you know, and a pair of pliers. And, uh, and when you go to a therapist, they've got that big toolkit you see in the mechanics place that with the drawers that roll out and they can, <laughs> they can do all kinds of things, but to get the process started, uh, a pastor is a great place to Maybe start. Maybe that's a good start. Yeah, yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. And, and, uh, Doug, you indicated that you're, one of the things that you really need to deal with or have a tendency to deal with are financial mm-hmm. issues on your show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Because this app that you were talking about yeah. Yeah. Uh, in our previous segment, I find that fascinating that that is out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, going back to what Stu said, you know, when you're worrying about something, it usually means there's something in your life that you haven't taken care of or you've suppressed it and you haven't dealt with it. And so, what we try to do at one shot is help people identify what are the key priorities that you need to take care of. Because if you can deal with those priorities in your life, you're going to alleviate the stress, the anxiety, the worry. And now you can't control everything that goes on in your life, but you can control what you can control. And money being one of those top things that we have to deal with every single day, right? Part of knowledge is power. Yep. Uh, I mean, when you know about money and yep. how it works and you know about some of these uh, yep mental issues it it helps yeah and i you know for for finances i've worked with a lot of people over the years with their personal financial situation and a lot of times what will happen is they are so embarrassed or so overwhelmed with their financial situation that they're not willing to or feel comfortable asking somebody for help so therefore the problem continues to get worse and worse and worse until there's a crisis and then usually that's when they reach out for help and in the process of that, people are going more and more in debt. I think they just reported last quarter the most debt um, Americans have ever had is right now. And that debt is overwhelming. So what we do when we help people is just identify the priority. How do I need to take care of my finances? And get a, get just, first of all, the first step, get a clear picture of what your finances are. A lot of times people will not even know where they're at because they think it's better to suppress it. But if you can get a clear picture of where you are with your finances, what's coming in, where's your debt, you know, what are your payments like, it relieves a lot of stress. Then from that point on, we can start taking steps to either eliminate debt or to get on a budget or increase our income, whatever that might be. But you need to get that clear picture first. We start out with net worth. I know this you, yeah. it's, it may sound crazy, but you know if you're going to lose weight, what's the one way you gauge that? You jump mm-hmm. on a scale, right? For finances, net worth is one of those ways to gauge if you're making progress or not. Going back to the app thing, that blew my mind because they went straight down what the percentages are. And clothing was one of the top areas, toiletries and bathroom products and cosmetics and groceries right in the middle. So people are now, you know, in an app where you can walk into a store, the app pops up, says, hey, do you want to put payments on your current purchases? You know, you could be paying for, you know, French fries and apples and and, uh, deodorant. For six months. At an astronomical interest right. rate. Interest yeah. rates around 20, 22 oh percent, gosh. something like that. So, oh, my gosh. So, the, you know, the point being is just know what's happening around you. Take the steps to maybe get uncomfortable and find out what your situation is with your finances. Talk to somebody who has some knowledge in that area and then make proactive steps. Because once you start working on some of those things, again, that that worry and that anxiety will start to to ease. And I'm trying to bring this home to what can we do in the workplace. Um, So jump in here if you think of something. But, you know, even just posting things or emailing resources to employees, even if you don't know if that employee needs anything. But emailing them 
ideas of, you know, here's some community support links. Yeah, and, and one of the things we did uh, last year with the company was just a regular roundtable once a month and working with each individual employee to say, what are some priorities in your life that you need to take care of or you should take yeah, care of? Yeah, I was trying to think and, a graceful way to ask somebody if they're having mental illness and anxiety and finance problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's a touchy subject. It is. And it, it, you really have to figure a, there a was, direct but, but subtle way of And maybe of that's bringing somebody it. else into the right. equation in the conversation. So it and it was so so eye opening as well to see people open up about their mental health, about going to counseling, about getting their finances, and then wanting to achieve certain dreams and goals within the workplace that the employer didn't really know about. That's really cool. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Everyone is excited about new business. And our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman with you from Eshelman Commercial Real Estate. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. Civility and humanity in workspaces is something that is not easy to talk about, but increasingly becoming more important as our country and its institutions and companies become more politically polarized. Um, we think this is a perfect talk, topic to talk about with Dan Parsons of the Dan Parsons Show. He's our 5 to 6 p.m. host here on weekdays at Bragg cast house dan welcome to our show well robin and dave what a delight we're Thanks doing a broadcast invitation. house mashup here well, i <laughs> like it i like it yeah for your day job you work in a pretty interesting environment in a co-share community in the haymarket right yeah fuse co-working yeah okay fuse that's up above beer house yes yeah the old the salvation old army salvation army the old scooters yep. building yep is that a case where people with similar politics t tend to congregate together there, or do you get controversial opinions? Do you get people on both sides of the aisle? Does it come up in a co-working situation? You know, it's it's an interesting question, Robin. And yeah, I mean, there's it's a it's a mix of uh, of community, and most people are there uh, because they're either in a startup mode or people like me that maybe have had a business for a number of years and and still want to be in a community of, uh, of people and still want to have, uh, you know, Friends. some place to get your mail and <laughs> yeah. have conversations, right. especially, you know, obviously during COVID, uh, we were shut down like everyone else, but we've 
we've grown back to a really vibrant community. And yeah, and there is a mix. There's a lot of startups uh, in that uh, community, uh, which typically means younger people, but not always. Um, and, and certainly, and again, the longstanding uh, organizations and, and businesses. And so I would say there's a mix of political uh, opinions, but it is an interesting uh, because there isn't a boss. I mean, we certainly have a community manager that kind of oversees things and keeps the trains running on time and the coffee filled. But um, and, and we do. We do try to, as a community, have every Thursday evening, we'll go out uh, after work and, and have a beer at one of the local establishments or something. And and there's often a birthday celebration. So we do oh, congregate. Go. We have a kitchen area and you'll find us uh, sitting around having lunch together. But yes, there is a divergence of, of opinions on politics and uh, but so far, I've I've not seen anybody get so mad that they've stormed out. <laughs> well, and I I think having a beer together probably is more is a bonding thing. Absolutely. And maybe we all should be doing that with people in another political party just a little bit more often. Yeah. So there is an intent uh, to bring that community together because we are a very diverse group, and so yeah, we're purposeful about um, having community. Well, that's. That's interesting. I mean, you're somewhat answering my next question, but not completely. What happens when, you know, one of these entrepreneurs fails? I mean, are, are they getting a lot of support from the other people or do they just close up shop one day and you just never see them again? It's a great question, Dave. And, and some of both. Yeah. Uh, we've seen people come and go, but you barely get to know them. And they're there one day and, you know, uh, gone the next. Uh, and there's others who who do struggle. Again, because there's a lot of uh, folks from the startup community in that environment. Um, That's what I was curious. Did they, yeah. did they admit it? You know. Or do you just sort of sense it? Yeah. And, and, it's, it, and again, because we're not involved in their business, so to speak, but there, there are opportunities. And again, from a mix of, of, uh, of business owners and people, like for me, for public relations, I try to step in and offer, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for clients, but offer help in that co-working. I think that's the beauty of a co-working situation. And we try to foster that environment is how can we help each other? If someone needs, uh, you know, a computer program that they're looking for, a new employee. Yeah, I know somebody that's looking for that work. Or um, in the case of, of a failing business, do you have an accountant uh, that needs some help? And so, yeah, there yeah. is that spirit. But like, you know, like a lot of us, uh, you know, it, it, it can be embarrassing uh, if you have a business that's not successful and failing. And so it's easy to hide, just like in any other uh, environment. But, yeah, if you have a, uh, that welcoming, uh, co-working uh, spirit, then, yeah, we want to be able to help each other and, and make sure that people succeed. Corporations and even local businesses in Lincoln are taking more and more public stands on partisan issues. And you, mm -hmm. you see ads or signs in the window or, you know, we're aligned with this one party and its ideology. Yeah. Or you can't be a part of our charity if you don't yeah. adhere to certain beliefs. Um, has, it, has it always been that way? And this is just a new twist of it. Or have we started down an especially dangerous path, in your opinion? Yes. Yes, we have. Yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, we've always had some of that. But yes, we are down a dangerous path. I mean, I think it is uh, getting worse. And, and frankly, I've seen just in the last five or six years, I've seen, I've, in fact, I've uh, 
counseled and had clients, more clients in the past five or six years with crisis public relations challenges oh, uh, related yeah. to yeah. not only national yeah. politics, but uh, COVID, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter and some of those race uh, mm-hmm. relation issues. Yeah. Uh, I've helped uh, companies and organizations and agencies the past five or six years, more so, frankly, than I have in the past probably 15. Wow. And so I am seeing it. And, you know, and just locally, uh, just, uh, you know, for my friends, you know, again, I, uh, I tend to, uh, you know, be very vocal about some of my positions, but in a way that hopefully brings people together and not tears people apart. But I have, I've told friends uh, who have maybe a front facing uh, business or uh, more involved in the community. Hey, knock that crap off. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, first of all, it's not healthy for your business. No. And second of all, you're not doing anything to uplift the community and, and bring people together. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we sure appreciate it. Um, you've been listening to Dan Parsons. He's got the evening show on Drive Time on KLIN. This is Robin and Dave from Grow Lincoln. And we'll be right back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to Grow Lincoln. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing and Heating, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor, Evan Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. If there's one thing we learned during COVID, it was that we need to uncover our employees' needs and extend a little bit more grace than usual. How can this be done? But in a fair way, let's talk to Angela Paolini from Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And you've got quite a few of them over there. How many employees are you We do have quite to? a few. I would say we're up to about 160. Yeah, and you're always hiring. I, we hear <gasps> your commercials all the time. I knew you were over 100, but I didn't yes. know 160. That's yes. a lot. Boy, of, that's a lot of employees. It is a lot and, of employees. And a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Exactly right. Wow. <laughs> a ton of paperwork. Well, and I, I know that you you really try to emphasize this because you've been in so many times and you always talk about the, the benefits that you offer your employees and what you try to do to help them. Um, their concerns are probably most often about money or working conditions, but not always. So what yeah. techniques does your company use to dig deeper and figure out what's really bothering them? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And I think it's something so important in a labor heavy, you know, kind of an industry like we're in. Most of our assets are human, you know, our, our right. human labor. Labor is human. Right. I mean, so, yeah, the as far as that goes, surveying. 
employees has been the way that we handle that. A survey. So yep. like an online yep. thing? Yeah. No, because or a handwritten. A, a handwritten. We'll bring them in once a year to an all employee meeting and that's usually kind of when we capture information. Um so because they have to learn some things and then we learn some things from them and we just incorporate it into our all employee meeting. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That way we and get and it. they all have to be there. They all have to be there. Then we definitely know we're going to get an answer. Um, and so that's how we figured out, especially with um, Obamacare when that came out, um, figuring out how to handle the insurance situation. Mm. You know, and what do people care about? Like what? And you know, the int- most interesting thing we learned is that right now, like this generation, they care about dental insurance, oh. not oh. health, dental. It's, and then retirement. <clears throat> they sure. wanted those so. two things. And yeah. you wouldn't have known that if Never you would have known that if we'd done had, this. Correct. Was there a time earlier in your career when you were too harsh with an employee or unjust and you regretted it later, but yet you learned something from that? I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm kind of snickering to myself because it's just so embarrassing when you think back. On when you're kind of a green uh, leader, new manager, new manager, um, you know, running the business, you know, new to that. And let's see. So the two things I was thinking about that came to my head, <laughs> one of them is I told a fe- it was a female employee who was kind of a key employee to grow a pear. <laughs> <laughs> She got so upset. I mean, you, when you look back, you can laugh, and I, you know, I can say it. And but then I was angry. I was so upset with how she was handling things, and it just came out. And I was like, "Oh, that was so unprofessional." So you're and saying you wouldn't do that again? You would never do that again. <laughs> I would not recommend doing that. You know, I had an employee once who I thought he was doing a, a snow job on me because he told me his wife needed to be pregnant and he needed to be there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I went in and complained to my boss, and my boss said, "Robin, me and my wife had infertility problems oh, too," and he's okay. right. You know, when the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you have to be I'm there. Dying. The I'm just right. dying of embarrassment <laughs> at this conversation. Oh, oh my gosh. The things that we do, right? <laughs> well, he had to be Johnny on the spot, so to speak. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So let's go the other way. Uh, have you had an example where you've given somebody the benefit of the doubt, extended them a grace, so to speak? And maybe go, hmm, maybe I, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, I was, or maybe you were glad you did. Yeah, it. exactly. I, I was. Did. That's I what know. I was thinking. Because of, you you're, know? you're balancing being fair. Correct. Correct. And I don't know that I ever regret doing the trying to do the right thing with the right intention for someone. Even if it turned out unfair, or even if it looked turned like out favoritism, or, it, or well, I was going to say if it didn't. We're very careful with favoritism, but if, even if it turned out where it didn't like work out mm-hmm. um, to re- our best interest. Right. And the situation I'm thinking of is uh, there was one summer, and this never happens, there were three homeless guys uh, sleeping in front of our business. And our business is right on O Street. And we have nothing comfortable about our business. There's all concrete. There's no bushes. There's no shade. It's There's no mattresses in front of your front door. What? What? 
right, Dave. You know what I'm saying? No, no comfortable benches. No comfortable benches, and yeah. and, it, and it's uh, you know noisy. Sure. With cars, anyway. It was a it was a very serendipitous moment, and a gentleman, the gentleman closest to our door, I said, "Hey, um, would you like to earn ten bucks?" And he said, "Yeah." And he kind of sat up, and he was really excited. And I had him weed because we had tons of weeds out in the you know in the cracks of the cement. He went into our office, and then I left and did my thing. He went into the office, asked for a screwdriver. And use the screwdriver. Of course, he ruined the screwdriver doing this, but he used a screwdriver to get these weeds really put, dug out of the cracks. All the cracks. Okay. And I was just, and we were all impressed. This man ended up becoming our warehouse guy. Really? You yes. hired him? We hired the him. The homeless guy? Yes. Oh. And he stayed with us for six months before he went, he fell off the wagon. Because oh. his, his struggle was he actually used to be a tennis player, an Olympic tennis player. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And he, from Florida, I think. And, and he was passing through. So passing he stayed through. for six months, but then he... Then he moved on. Then he moved on. But you felt like at least for six months you made his life better. Correct. And he even started meeting with an AA sponsor. Are there federal laws and human resource regulations that drive you crazy and you think, well, this law was intended to be good, but it's actually negative to employees and hurts them in the long run? I would say like uh, felonies, you know, boxing people um, that have felonies because there's so many felonies out there that are one time – it happened so long ago. Mm. This person's never been in trouble again. But mm -hmm. because of this felony on their record, yeah. they can't get jobs. Oh, yeah. Well, we appreciated having you share what it's like from an employer's perspective. And, uh, you know, I hope it gave people that are listening an idea of how to tune in. And, little, and what not to do. A little better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely don't do some of the things Robin and Angela have done. <laughs> Davis. I'm just smart enough not to tell mine on the air. <laughs> Davis not sharing. I'm very transparent. What can I say? Uh, thanks a lot. You've been listening to Grill Lincoln on 1400 AM 99.3 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made and if I have my way, I'm gonna stay forever because It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
Happy to bring you this show on AM, FM, streaming, and podcast. If you want to hear past Girl Lincoln episodes with business openings, closings, and interviews with business owners and managers in our community, check out KLIN.com in the podcast section of the website. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnen, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. We've had a theme on our show recently, Dave, bringing humanity yes, and have. grace into the workplace. Um, and so check out some of those past podcasts if you'd like to hear that. We want to set up this segment by explaining we have a guest who has experienced several years of cancer. It has had an impact on his trachea, too. Um, what we want to do is give employers and coworkers a window on how to approach others in the workplace who are dealing with chronic illness. Well, Dave Bundy has been with the Lincoln Journal Star since 2012 and is the editor of the newspaper. Welcome to our show, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for coming. Tell us about the type of cancer that you live with and, and how long your journey has been. Well, um, actually, in 2004, I was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and uh, eventually got better from that, had a lot of cancer-free years, and then 2016 I was diagnosed with something called cholangiocarcinoma, which is actually bile duct cancer. It's a lot easier to spell and say. It's pretty rare. Um, I had to look it up. I'm, I'm one case. There are apparently about 8,000 other cases a year in the United States, and uh, it's still very unusual. So that's why you travel to Mayo for for treatments. And, you know, I guess maybe the good thing, you work for a large employer. And that's probably a lucky thing. Has your company been able to make accommodations for you? My company has been fantastic. In 2004, I had newborn twins right before I was diagnosed with cancer. They needed to remove half my liver in a pretty complicated operation at the Mayo Clinic. And we lived in Bismarck, North Dakota, so we drove nine hours there in a minivan with two twins. Some relatives oh. stayed with our young kids at home, six and three. And about a week after the operation, I was able to go home, and my boss, the publisher of the Bismarck Tribune, and the CEO of Lee Enterprises arranged to have the corporate jet fly me home, along oh. with my mom on board and our Two newborn twins in car seats. And oh, my. The pilots God. hefted them onto the, I couldn't lift anything. The pilots hefted them on, strapped them into this 12 person jet. The CEO had left gift bags for the kids with little, oh. uh, little tiny uh, stuffed animals and books and puzzles for my and snacks for my mom and me. And an hour later, we were back in Bismarck. And my wife, who'd spent the week juggling kids, and my parents had been there to help. She got a nice, quiet nine-hour drive back in the minivan without any of us. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful for everybody. I was going to ask about the that, van. That was an all-around win. <laughs> it was a big win for yeah, everybody. Yeah, you made that work. Um, well, and so Lee Enterprises is the parent company of the newspaper, so you've had a long, loyal career with them. Yeah, I've been some... with them for about 30 years. And, and in 2016, right before I was supposed to start radiation, there was a little hiccup. I was supposed to start on a Monday. On a Friday, uh, I got a call from Mayo saying that there was not, uh, there wasn't insurance approval yet. And it was Friday afternoon, and I said, "What should I do?" And they said, "Well, you should stay in Lincoln, or you can come up here and roll the dice that we'll get the approval." So I did the one thing I could think of. I called the CEO, who I did have a relationship with, and 
He said, um, I'm not leaving the office this Friday until we get this sorted out. And at 7.30 on a Friday night, I got a call from the insurance company saying, you're cleared. Here's my name and number. When you go check in at the Mayo Clinic on Monday morning, if there's a problem, you have them call me. And, you know, they can't. Companies have policies and then companies have some wiggle room. And where there's been wiggle room, Lee Enterprises has been uh, has done everything they could for me and my family. And and I think out of the deal, they maybe got a little bit better employee because I've certainly learned some things through this process. Oh, that's inspiring. Well, the biggest thing I think most of us wonder when something like this happens, how much should we ask you when you are going through something like this, if we work with you? Um because it can it can feel awkward. It could even drift into discrimination issues at times. So talk a little bit about those days where you feel like talking about it and what you wish people would say. And um, when employees with a chronic illness like yours would like to draw a line and not talk about it. it it's hard to talk about generalities because there are some very private people. I, I'm a journalist. I've been telling people stories my whole life, and it felt kind of hypocritical the first time I had cancer not to tell my own story. And so sure. I wrote a column about it. People reached out to me and, um, you know, I'm happy to talk about it at any time because after I wrote that first uh, column in 2004 uh, about my colon cancer, I, I got so much strength from the community around mm-hmm. me. I got, people gave me ideas, practical things, inspiration. Um, and then I decided that the second time I had cancer in 2016, I had a rare kind and I was going to use my platform to try to help people the way I had been helped. And so when I write about it, when I've talked about it, when I posted about it on Facebook, a lot of times I'll have somebody else who has the same kind of cancer reach out and say, where are you being treated? What's worked? What hasn't? How do you keep your mood up? What do you eat when you're feeling sick? Um, But I think that, you know, really it, it it's an individual thing for people. I am perfectly happy answering questions in the workplace when I go away for three days to the Mayo Clinic for my quarterly tests and a stent replacement. Um, I get, I, I always tell people exactly what I'm doing. We've had people in the workplace who want to volunteer less and, and I, I respect that. Um, and that's You're saying just be tuned in. Just be, be, be tuned, tuned in. in and yeah. if and, and people should be able to articulate clearly. People could tell when I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> what was the lowest point that you remember and how'd you pull yourself out of it? I think in both instances in 2004 and in 2016 there was a moment that came in a doctor's office where they said, you know, there's not, uh, you know, here's, here's what your prognosis is. And it's not like on TV, a doctor doesn't say, I'm giving you three years to live. They say, statistically speaking, someone with your kind of cancer has a 95% chance of being dead in 18 to 24 months. And I've been told that twice. And I, you know, for whatever good reason, lucky reason, I beat the odds both times. And I recognize a lot of people didn't. They also tell you you've got things going for you. But I think both of those times when I heard uh, I heard worse news than I expected, you know, the first time I had newborn twins when we heard it. The second time I felt like, you know, I had I'd had 15 cancer free years. I was in no position to complain about anything. I got 15 years I didn't think I was going to have. So, 
and with my family, we have uh, a healthy attitude about my lack of health. Uh, the kids remember when I've delivered bad medical news, we usually bring in fried chicken. So anytime there's fried chicken oh, on no. a weekday, the kids want to know, what's Uh-oh. wrong with you, Dad? Oh, what's I... wrong, Dad? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we, but, but we joke about it, and I think that sense of humor is... Part of what gets us That's all what gets it. you through sometimes is a sense of humor. Thanks so much for sharing, Dave. Thank you. This is Dave Bundy. He's the editor at the Lincoln Journal Star Lee Enterprises. Um, this is Robin and Dave. Thanks for listening on 1400 AM 99.3 FM.